Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is a podcast where I review a comic book, new or old, from my collection for the following factors. Cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the book on a scale of 1 to 5. This week I'm reading Lobo, number 1, published by DC Comics in 1990. As usual, a little background info. Lobo, also known as the last Zarnian, the main man, and the one who devours your entrails and thoroughly enjoys it, is an anti-hero from the 90s, first created in 1983 in issue 3 of Omega Men, published by DC Comics. He's a bounty hunter and he was a his first appearances are it's very different from what he later became. Basically, he's got the persona nowadays of a badass biker who will chase you to the ends of the galaxy if you've got a bounty on your head. One of his origin stories is that he is a super genius level intellect who was born on the perfect planet of Zarnia, the only evil being that has ever existed for 10,000 millennia on the planet. Everyone else is a real goody two-shoes. But for whatever reason, all of the evil aspects of society manifested in this one being. Super intelligent, super unkillable, he engineered a plague to wipe out his whole planet so he could be the last Zarnian, the main man. He appeared on and off in Omega Men, and then appeared in Legion, Legion 89, for a little while. And then he got his own issue number one limited series, one of four, which is what I'm reading this week. So I loved Lobo from the very first issue that I read of his, which was the Lobo Convention Special. At my very first San Diego Comic-Con, they gave away lots of great stuff, including an issue of this comic book starring Lobo. Basically, he comes to San Diego Comic-Con and destroys the whole thing. It was the most hilarious, violent, well-drawn comic I've ever seen, and I became instantly obsessed in 93. I was a hardcore comic book reader from 1989 to about 1992. I started to fall off in about 92. My dad, in 1992, said, Hey, did you know there was this thing called San Diego Comic-Con? Yeah, it just happened this past weekend. You might like it. We'll go next year. So the next year, 1993, we did go. I did like it. And I've been going every single year since then, except 2020 RIP. And what got me back into comics for a few more years was starting to read Lobo on the reg. When I got that free issue of that Lobo comic, I had to track down his previous books. And he had so many miniseries. Lobo Infanticide, Lobo Un-American Gladiators, Lobo's Back, Lobo the Paramilitary Christmas Special, and of course... Lobo number one limited series, the one I'm reading today. Eventually, I did get my own copy of Omega Men number three, the first appearance of Lobo, where I paid like $20 sometime in the late 90s, which was a fortune to me. I still have that book, of course. Interestingly, it seems to be signed by Roger Sleifer, co-creator of Lobo. Not CGC certified, so who knows who signed it. Anyway, this week I'm reading the first issue of his limited series, Only 99 Cents. Alright, the cover. This is one of the most iconic comic book covers out there. It is a close-up portrait of Lobo, painted by Simon Bisley. 
a name associated with Lobo art. He elevated the main man into these levels of biker badassdom with these covers that just popped off the shelf. A close-up of his pale face, blazing red eyes, shock of black hair, blood on his lips. Plus that logo, like chrome, metallic Lobo. This cover is a 6 out of 5. I love it. It's just this perfect aesthetic, mixing some of the 80s with the new decade of the 90s. This book is cover dated November 1990, and it just ushers in the new decade of these anti-heroes. I'm currently reviewing the newsstand edition. I had the direct edition back in the 90s, and I thought, well, let me get the new stand edition just to complete my collection, and I just got it off of eBay for a very good price. Unfortunately, apparently the book was damaged from when the person put it into the bag and board because the tape got stuck and damaged the, the front cover. It actually tore off some of the, the printing, so that's tormenting me. As of this podcast, I am in contact with the seller to hopefully get a partial refund, or maybe if they've got another one in stock to ship that out to me. But again, I got this because it's the new stand edition. A new stand edition in 1990 of this book is a little bit more rare than the direct edition that everyone else had, that I had back in the 90s. So we'll see how that works out for me. But the cover itself is amazing. It's a perfect cover. It's better than perfect. It's a 6 out of 5. Interior art is also by Simon Bisley. It's not painted interiors. It's regular art. Papers, regular paper, newsprint paper, no Baxter paper or Mondo paper or glossy paper or anything. And the interior art is very detailed, very grungy, very cluttered. There are like these flashes of just like... Now, I don't know if this is on purpose or this is like some form of censorship that they couldn't fix before the the book was published. I gotta look into it. But there's a few spots where it looks like there's these big globs of airbrush black on the page. Lobo is at a diner and someone is slumped over the counter and there's just like a very obvious splash of like black as if it's like covering or censoring something i don't know and i see i've seen it in a few places throughout the book that make me think was was there something here that old cheeky bisley was putting in that the american audience uh, couldn't handle and they just airbrushed it out very obviously um before shipping i don't know but anyway the quality of the art i'll give this a five out of five i really like this this interior art again it's grungy it's detailed it's violent it's hilarious the characters are very well depicted as like these alien characters from across the galaxy grotesque realism to them in some cases Excellent explosions and then flashes of cartooniness when one character is being wrung by the neck. You have these like cartoony motion trails. The costumes that characters wear can be quite detailed, like with some guards and then like the head of the holding prison. He's just got a lot of mechanical pieces to him. This is classic Lobo. Black jacket, black pants, black shirt, black hair. 
black eye markings with just his pale skin and flashing red eyes. And also Laverne Kinzierski as colorist and Todd Klein as letterer add to the quality of the art. The colors are mostly flat with some very subtle gradients throughout. The very first splash page is Lobo sitting down on some planet and he's there's the space dolphins flying around behind him. There is a sun in that star system with a very subtle gradient of white to yellow. And in other places as well, over, over big swaths of color, we have these just subtle gradations that I like. Uh, there's a computer monitor green uh, shining on Lobo's face, and there's some great tinges of the green on his face. And then the letterer, very unobtrusive. Uh, the the normal uh, words of people are very readable. Uh, there's a couple of like real psycho people that their word balloons are like spiky because they're yelling and so forth. And I think that the lettering works really well with other sound effects and such. So great interior art. The plot. Well, we have credited as Plots and Breakdowns, Keith Giffen. Script, Alan Grant. Together, they put together a story that I really enjoyed. Okay, so Lobo, he's a bounty hunter. He's currently under a deal with Vril Dox, who beat him in a battle, but spoiler alert, he cheated. And uh, basically, he lost the battle, so Lobo is uh, forced to uh, be an employee, basically, of Legion. Uh, against his will, but the main man never goes back on his word, so okay, he, he works for Legion. And Vril wants him to transport a um, a criminal. Now before that, Lobo is, uh, is on that planet, just really mad that someone wrote the unauthorized biography of Lobo, and he swears that he'll kill the person. Spoiler alert, the person that he has to transport for Vril is the person that wrote the story. That's Miss Trib his old fourth grade teacher back on Zarnia. But wait a minute, didn't Lobo kill his whole planet of Zarnia? Yes, she was one of the ones that didn't die. And in subsequent issues, we discover why she didn't die. But she then is a Zarnian that lives, so Lobo's not the last Zarnian. So Lobo wants to kill her, of course, not only for being another Zarnian, but because he wrote the unauthorized biography. But he was hired by Vril Dox to safely transport her alive to stand trial. So then of course his personal code means he can't kill her. So there's gonna be that tension transporting her. We've also got the Sons of Lobo, uh, an ornery gang slash cult that is also insulted that someone dared write such a trashy book about their savior, Lobo. So they vow to go find and kill whoever wrote this slander. And guess what? That's Miss Trib. We also have the Legion of Decency and their paramilitary SWAT unit, who are little old ladies that are the moral arbiters of the galaxy. They caught, they catch wind of this uh, pornographic book and want to get the group together to take out the the writer of it, which is Miss Trib, who is under the under the care of Lobo. So there's these groups that want to kill Miss Trib, and Lobo wants to kill her as well, but he's sworn to protect her to take her to trial. Hilarity ensues, such as when Miss Trib picks a fight with a biker gang at a truck stop, where he corrects where she corrects them on their grammar, causing a fight, and Lobo kills everyone there. And this is issue one of four, full of violence, 
insanity and hilarity. I love it. It's a five out of five. Rereading this book for the first time in years, probably. I probably haven't read this book in 20 years. I read it in the 90s, of course, when I bought it sometime after 1993. And it's been quite a while since I last read it. I probably flipped through it through my collection once in a while. But this is the first time I sat down and read it again, and it was very enjoyable. The plots and double crosses, and it all came back to me. Lobo's faux profanity. Fiddle's giz. And you fraggin' bastitch. I love all of that. It took me back to the 90s where I first read these Lobo comics. The enjoyability of the book has to then be a 5.5 out of 5. It was very nostalgic reading this classic comic from the 90s, from the onset of the 90s, right at the doorstep of the 90s. It was great going back and reading this old story that got me back into comics after I had waned a little bit. I then uh, got into Lobo from around 93 to 96. Like I said, going back and picking up all the mini-series that were out there, and then reading his regular series. Eventually, I believe that went off to 75 issues, but I only read it about uh, issue 25 or 26 or so. I went off to college in 97, and then I kind of fell off of comics for a little while. Uh, I knew that they were still around, um, and I kind of picked one up once in a while here and there. But I stopped reading Lobo in about 96 or so, and that was a great run of books that still sticks with me. I'd like to read them again. But the enjoyability of the book is very high because the great art, the sort of grotesque aspect of it, the comic book aspect of it, some of these expressions are hilarious. And then just this plot, I really like that it's like everyone's got an agenda, all aimed at Miss Trib. And Lobo is in a love-hate relationship with her. He loves to hate her, but he can't quite do anything about it because he's got to get her unharmed. Well, actually, alive. Unharmed, the meaning of that is bent in the next issues. He's got to get her over to the court, so he's got to keep her alive. Very enjoyable book. There's also a three-page prose story throughout, sprinkled throughout the books. His very first origin, he, being born and killing the midwife right away, and then part two, developing the plague, and then part three, being interviewed by a legion psychologist, and that doesn't go well for the psychologist. Uh, those were in a, another additional enjoyment to the book. And it all adds up to a great grade. And finally, get it or shred it? Definitely get it. This is a great book, all four issues. You should go get the trade paperbacks or get them digitally and binge read them. They are well drawn. They are hilarious, super violent, suggested for mature audiences only. You too should know about the main man as soon as possible. Read his books. I recommend it, definitely. Get this book. And then you'll start on your own path of following the adventures of the last Zarnian. If you'd like to see the video version of the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash vmcampos. You'll find that they're for free. You'll also find a lot of great comic book related stuff for free, like my weekly top comic book picks where I talk about 
the comic books you need to know coming out very soon. I do those live on Saturday mornings at 11.30 a.m. Pacific Time. I also do top 5 videos, top 20 videos, etc. I have a lot of stuff about San Diego Comic-Con, cosplay, and the like, as well as Magic the Gathering and more. Consider pledging at $1, and you'll unlock exclusive stuff. At the $2 range, I'll actually mail you some curated comic books in appreciation, or simply follow for free on Patreon. You'll be alerted to everything that I do. If you can't pledge at the moment, no worries. Simply like Follow, subscribe, comment, share, all that good stuff. I really appreciate it. So this week I read Lobo, limited series number one of four, published by DC Comics in 1990. This has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.